Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a 15 to 20 minute daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday's edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I'm your host, literally Heather. Uh, the Monday holiday has me all messed up on what day of the week it is. Plus, I'm not going into my job. I'm working remotely this week, so it's got me all thrown off. Um, after his futile attempts of illegally bailing out college graduates with a $400 billion student debt amnesty, Biden is back at it again. This time, by illegally boosting food stamp benefits by $200 billion. According to a Government Accountability Office report released last week, Biden's Department of Agriculture abused its authority under the 2018 Farm Bill to speed up a review of food costs required by the legislation. It also broke its own guidelines when arriving at those costs. As a result of these illegal changes, food stamp benefits increased beyond inflation for the first time in 45 years. Since 1975, the USDA has created food plans that represent a suitable diet at four different price points, thrifty, low-cost, moderate-cost, and liberal. Food stamp benefit levels have always been set at the thrifty food plan level. The USDA has reevaluated these levels three times since 1975, most recently 15 years ago. The 2018 Farm Bill called for a new evaluation to be completed by 2022, with reevaluations every five years after that. This revaluation is essentially a computer model that inputs food, price, and nutrition data to create, quote, market baskets of food and beverages necessary to support a healthy diet. The Biden administration, according to the GAO, essentially cooked the books of its computer model, breaking almost a dozen internal USDA guidelines along the way to produce a whopping 21% increase in the maximum food stamp benefit. Predictably, even after presented with the GAO's conclusions, the Biden administration was unapologetic about its illegal activity. Quote, we stand firm on both the quality of our work and the difference it made in millions of people's lives. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack said in a response to the GAO report, we owed it to the American people to get the revaluation done well and get it done quickly. That's exactly what we did. So here's the thing. The fraud within the food stamp system is rampant. I've seen it with my own eyes on more than one occasion being chased in a Walmart marketplace in Centerpoint, Alabama, on the 1st and 15th of every month, with people begging to buy my groceries with their food stamps in exchange for a lesser amount of cash. People using the EBT-eligible ATM at the tattoo parlor so they can get that new ink. People living together out of wedlock to game the system. I don't know what the solution is because I know there are some people who genuinely use the benefits to get out of a tough spot and carry them through to a better one, and they shouldn't be punished because of bad actors. But there has to be some sort of overhaul or check and balance in place 
to eliminate the downright fraud and massive expense to the American taxpayer. On Monday, a mysterious shockwave in a gust of solar wind crashed into the Earth's magnetic field, opening up a crack in the magnetosphere. According to Space Weather, an organization keeping track of such events, the barrage of plasma that penetrated the magnetosphere has led to a geomagnetic storm. Although the shockwave's origins are not exactly known, scientists believe it could have come from a coronal mass ejection, or CME, that was launched by the sunspot AR-3165. If you've been listening to my show for any amount of time, I've been talking about this sunspot pretty regularly. Um, this, If you don't know what a sunspot is, it's an area on the sun's surface that um, this particular one has released at least eight solar flares on December 14th alone, causing radio blackout over the Atlantic Ocean. Sunspots are areas on the sun's surface where strong magnetic fields that are created through the flow of electrical charges entangle, and suddenly they snap off and release bursts of radiation called solar flares or plumes of solar material called coronal mass ejections. Once launched, the CMEs can travel at extremely high speeds, often millions of miles per hour, sweeping up particles from the solar wind, which, if pointed toward Earth, can trigger geomagnetic storms like this one. These storms occur when solar debris consisting of electrons, protons, and alpha particles get absorbed by the Earth's magnetic field. If they're strong enough, they can create cracks in the magnetosphere, which remain open for several hours, enabling some solar material to stream through and disrupt power systems, satellites, radio communications. Uh, Fortunately, the current storm was pretty weak, causing only minor fluctuations in the power grids and impairing some satellite functions, such as those for mobile devices and GPS systems. However, scientists anticipate that in the following years, More powerful geomagnetic storms could warp our planet's magnetic field to such an extent that satellites may start tumbling to Earth. Electrical systems could be severely disrupted and the internet might stop working altogether. Gosh, wouldn't that be a crime? Thus causing trillions of dollars worth of damage while triggering widespread blackouts and endangering thousands of lives. But it will get people talking to one another again, face-to-face, in person, and being friends. So for me, that's a win. Southwest Airlines scrubbed thousands of flights again yesterday in the aftermath of the massive winter storm that wrecked Christmas travel plans across the United States. And the federal government has now said it's going to investigate why the company lagged so far behind other carriers. A day after most U.S. airlines have recovered from the storm, Southwest called off about 2,600 more flights on the East Coast by late afternoon. Those flights accounted for more than 80% of the 3,000 trips that got canceled nationwide on Tuesday, according to tracking service FlightAware. The chaos seems certain to continue. The airline also scrubbed 2,500 flights for today and nearly 1400 for tomorrow as it is trying to restore order to its mangled schedule. At airports with major Southwest operations, customers stood in long lines hoping to find another flight. 
They described waiting hours on hold for help, only to be cut off. It sounds about like customer service in America. Um, some tried to rent cars to get to their destination sooner. Others found spots to sleep on the floor. Luggage piled up in huge heaps. In a video that Southwest posted late Tuesday, CEO Robert Jordan said Southwest would operate on a reduced schedule for several days, but hoped to be back on track before next week. Jordan blamed the winter storm for snarling the airline's highly complex network. He said Southwest tools for recovering from disruptions work 99% of the time. But clearly, we need to double down on upgrading systems to avoid a repeat of this week. We have some real work to do in making this right, he said. Um, He's a 34-year Southwest veteran who became CEO in February. For now, I want you to know that we're committed to that. The problems actually began over the weekend and snowballed on Monday when Southwest called off more than 70% of its flights. That was after the worst of the storm had already passed. The airline said many pilots and flight attendants were out of position to work their flights. Leaders of unions representing Southwest pilots and flight attendants blamed antiquated crew scheduling software and criticized company management. Casey Murray, who is president of the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association, said the airline failed to fix problems that caused a similar meltdown in October of 2021. There's a lot of frustration because this is so preventable, Murray said. The airline cannot connect crews to airplanes. The airline didn't even know where the pilots were. Murray said that managers resorted to asking pilots at some airports to report to a central location where they wrote down the name of pilots who were present and forwarded the list to headquarters. The airline's now drawing unwanted attention from Washington. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who has criticized airlines for previous disruptions, said his agency would examine the causes of Southwest widespread cancellations and whether the airline was meeting its legal obligations to stranded customers. While we all understand that you can't control the weather, this has clearly crossed the line from what is an uncontrollable weather situation to something that is the airline's direct responsibility. He said Southwest should at least pay cash refunds for canceled flights and cover stranded passengers' hotel and meal costs. In Congress, The Senate Commerce Committee also promised an investigation. Two Senate Democrats called on Southwest to provide significant compensation for stranded travelers, saying the airline has the money because it plans to pay $428 million in dividends next month. You better get your act together, Southwest, or they're going to use you as the excuse to put in high-speed rail lines. 2023 is set to be full of war, natural disasters, and even cannibalism. That is, if the predictions of a famous prophet who lived over 450 years ago are to be believed. French astrologer Michel de Nostradamus, otherwise known as Nostradamus, made a series of unsettling prophecies about the future in his book Les Prophéties. Back in 1555, 
While many are understandably skeptical when it comes to the accuracy of the predictions, the prophet is said to have made eerily close calls about several of the biggest events in recent history, centuries before they happened. Some believe that Nostradamus correctly predicted Hitler's rise to power, John F. Kennedy's assassination, and the 9-11 terror attacks. And, according to the astrologer, 2023 is not set to be particularly promising, with a series of chilling events supposedly forecast in the coming months. First, high food prices will lead to cannibalism. While many of us have had a tough year amid the cost of living crisis, we can all agree that things have not quite gotten so bad that we're thinking about resorting to eating each other. But this could change next year if Nostradamus is to be believed, predicting that a rise in the price of food could lead to cannibalism. The prophet wrote specifically, So high the price of wheat, which is interesting because much of the world's wheat production comes out of the country of Ukraine. So high the price of wheat that man is stirred, his fellow man to eat in his despair. Next up, a great war lasting several months. Another of Nostradamus's standout predictions for 2023 is a huge war, which some have already compared to the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. A line in the astrologer's book predicts for next year, quote, seven months great war, people dead through evil. Uh, number three, a mysterious disaster on Mars. The prophet predicted that attempts by humans, such as the likes of Elon Musk, to colonize our neighbor Mars could be thwarted next year by a mysterious disaster on the red planet. Nostradamus wrote of a celestial fire when the lights of Mars will go out. One prediction that perhaps seems the least far-fetched given the current state of the environment due to climate change, Nostradamus thought that 2023 would see more extreme weather events that could have a huge impact. He wrote, the dry earth will grow more parched. And there will be great floods when the rainbow is seen. Um, next up, civil unrest leading to dreadful horrors. The prophet hinted that social uprisings could be in store in the year ahead as he wrote of, quote, trumpets shaking with great discord and an agreement broken. Nostradamus also penned sooner or later, you will see great changes made, dreadful horrors and vengeances. Nothing like a great prophecy to ring in the new year. In the email of House Chief Administration Office, Catherine Spinder uh, wrote to staff members and lawmakers informing them that TikTok is banned from all house-managed devices. The email says the policy goes into effect beginning immediately. This message comes after Congress included a bill to ban TikTok from the executive branch government devices in the 4,000 plus page omnibus package passed last week. The House is now moving to align its policy with the requirements for the executive branch that were included in that legislation. 
The email states that the Office of Cybersecurity deemed the TikTok mobile application to be a high risk to users due to a number of security risks. By way of background, the Consolidated Appropriations Act 2023 requires executive brand agencies to begin removing the social networking service TikTok or any successor application or service developed or provided by ByteDance Limited, which is the That's what the email states. The Committee on House Administration has authorized the Office of Cybersecurity to implement a similar policy for the U.S. House of Representatives. ByteDance Limited is the Chinese parent company of TikTok. The measure in the omnibus, known as the No TikTok on Government Devices Act, prohibits the use of social media, the social media app, on government-issued devices. I'm honestly not sure how effective this will be. Many of the staffers in the White House and Congress are avid TikTok users putting out content. Even if they remove the application and are not using it for their posts, they will still be using their personal cell phones for this stuff in those same areas where data could be gathered. Um, I don't understand the commerce laws that govern phone applications, but I feel like prohibiting ByteDance Limited from operating in the United States would be a good course of action, but we let China police stations in our own country, so what the fuck do I know at this point? The Internal Revenue Service is delaying the new $600 reporting threshold for 1099K tax forms, a move many tax tax experts believe will help avoid potential chaos in this upcoming filing season. The updated law enacted by the American Rescue Plan required third-party transaction networks such as Venmo, PayPal, eBay, and Etsy to issue a 1099 for users who had more than $600 in payment transactions during the year. The previous threshold was $20,000 with over 200 transactions. Many professional groups called for more time before implementation, noting the unexpected forms scheduled to go out in January would create confusion for many Americans who use the payment services for many non-taxable events. Quote, we appreciate the IRS providing this critical relief so that millions of people aren't unnecessarily burdened with tax forms in 2023 for splitting meals, selling used goods, paying back a friend or other instances where no taxable income was generated. The lower reporting threshold was intended to capture electronic cash incomes from side gigs, (laughs) part-time work, or small businesses. But experts worried that many taxpayers would have received a 1099-K for personal transactions that are not taxable. Experts hope the postponement will give the IRS more time to provide a smooth transition when the reporting threshold is actually enacted. It also offers the IRS more time to issue detailed guidance to third-party platforms, which can then better separate out taxable and non-taxable transactions. The additional time will give the IRS more time to determine the tools it will use for proper reporting of these items. The announcement is welcome news to provide additional time between to become educated regarding compliance and for third-party settlement companies to provide the means to separate business 
versus personal transactions. If you ever send me any money on any of these services, you better say that it's personal. I don't care what excuse you make up, but the government getting less of my money that they don't fucking deserve, the better. That is your Wednesday edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. A couple highlights for today. I will be going live this evening with my friend Lexi, as well as a couple of the guys over at Patriot Sports Radio. We are going to cover the 2022 trends that should end. Um, In addition to that, we have book club tonight. We are wrapping up Speechless, written by Michael J. Knowles. And next week, as we ring in the new year, that Wednesday, we will be starting the first few chapters of Brave New World. So um, if you would like to get in on that, you're more than welcome to join us. Again, we start that a week from today. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. I hope you have an absolutely spectacular Wednesday. Take care. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out shouseinthehouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.